Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Entry down by Cousins on the left side. And then Alex Tuck overskates the pass. And it's back out to center ice. Quickly ahead to Tage Thompson. Thompson fires a shot. Scores! Tie game 2-2 as Tage Thompson let it rip with 8.27 to go here in the third period. It's a power play goal. Moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. Sabres win. Did you hear that voice, that the noise Rob made on the call there? Yes. Like, huh. Not heard that a lot with Tage goals this year compared to last year's. Yeah. I would say. the We mentioned earlier Labushkin getting traded and the Labushkin game. If we can call it the Labushkin game. It's, it's the Labushkin game. Sure. Last year he scores in Tampa mm-hmm. on a breakaway in overtime. Mm-hmm. That game, Tage was a monster in that game. Mm-hmm. And the Sabres had highlight real goals. It was, it was, you know, last year they won more games 6-5 to five than they do this, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a great one. Waiting on Paul Hamilton. Who's going to join us in just a moment? Sabers win. We can uh, check the NHL standings. Brought to you by Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride and Tall, Native Pride and tall Chief Cigars. The Sabers pick up the two points. Uh, Tampa does get a point in the process as well, and Detroit lost, so they are not out of it. the The way to look at it, Joe, if you want to do the math, the the eight spot looks like it's going to be ninety two and a half to ninety three points. So to get the so Sabres, I guess then it's really not different than last year. Not that, much. Last year was ninety one, yeah. ninety two. So so ninety three. The Sabers would need thirty three points in their last twenty two games. Thirty three points. Huh? Thirty three points. Okay, so they'd have to go. So just think of it that way. Your yeah, your magic number thirty three. You got to get thirty three points. Play Vegas tomorrow. If you get two, thirty one. If you drop two points. Your ability to get 33 points. And when are they mathematically eliminated? Not for a while. It's like 15, 4, and 3, for for example. Right, they wouldn't be mathematically eliminated maybe until like a couple weeks to go. Oh, if, maybe if they don't maybe, make maybe, Yeah, right, ground. right. 803-0550 to the Western Hotline. Paul Hamilton joins us talking about last night's Sabres game. The Sabres beat Tampa in overtime. Paul's appearance brought to you by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Hey, Paul. Hey, morning, guys. How are you? All right, that game was, uh, you know, good for the Sabers to win. They, I don't know, Paul, was it the most inspired effort? What, what, what's your takeaway from it? Just hey, whatever, get the points, right? Yeah, both teams just seemed really out of sync for a lot of that game. It was like both teams had grenades on their stick or something. They uh, just, uh, it was very choppy type of a game. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of it was in the neutral zone. The passing wasn't real good. Uh, they just, you know, seemed to be off uh, a little bit, uh, and it wasn't just the Sabers. I thought both teams were off, and 
the shots kind of indicated that as, as we went along. And in the third period, I think it got a little bit better yeah. uh, as the third period went on. But for the first 40 minutes, that, that just seemed to be like a game that was out of sync. You know, the whole game, Paul, you mentioned they felt like they were out of sync. In the third period, they shortened their lines. Granado put a couple of guys just like stapled to the bench. Krebs was on the bench. Um, I think Gergensen's a Like they, they shortened the bench to try and get their big guns out there. And I guess that ultimately paid off. Yeah, Skinner also he was wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I, the Krebs was the one that really puzzled me. I, I thought Krebs was probably their best player or one of their best players. Um, that was the one I didn't understand um, why he was the one that was stable to the bench. Uh, the other two I got, I didn't get Krebs. I I, I don't. I, I thought about it, you know, later as we were uh, coming home too, and I I just. I, I, I don't know what he saw that I I totally missed, but I totally missed what he was seeing there. Mm-hmm. I, I guess just like I don't I'm just trying to figure that out too, Paul. Like I'm just as bewildered as anyone because I thought he was having a great game. He had played well, I thought, the last week or so with the his new line mates with Benson and Paterka, and I was already a little like okay, well like he's going back down on the fourth line or back down with more of a checking line, I should say. I, I guess. Is he just a? Pro- is it just a product, Paul? Of they have three other centermen that they like and have status, and it's going to be hard for anybody that plays center with those three still on the team to earn ice time. Well, he said it was a matchup thing as far as starting the game uh, the way they did. Um, he 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 almost made it sound like it was a one one and done type of a, a scenario mm-hmm. there. Um, so. But still, I, I, I agree with you. I, I thought, you know, he had probably been one of their best players. I mean, Thompson, I think, has been their best player recently. But I think other than the first game when that line was together, I thought that line every time they were in the offensive zone most of the night, uh, you know, was, were creating chances, doing well. And, and I liked what I saw from that line. So I was equally surprised when I saw, you know, he, to even start the game now if you felt because of match matchups that you wanted to do that that's fine i still think it was because of casey middlestat who is you know was in a huge slump i mean he he uh had kind of fallen off the map as far as points and that type of thing and you know cousins i thought was doing really well on that line but i didn't think middlestat was and my takeaway was when i saw it happen was all right they're doing this to get middlestat going you know they they they're trying to flip things around a little bit to try to get him going and it was interesting uh he didn't like i don't think he liked Skinner that whole game and i don't disagree with that yeah. um because he he flipped that line in the first period put greenway on the line and they scored their first shift together that was when tuck scored and uh they they kept that going so uh it, it just wasn't Skinner's night as far as I was concerned. Paul Hamilton joining us here as we chat about last night's Sabres game. Paul, there's also, of course, the bigger picture. And Lance Lasowski had a report from Kyle Poso. I saw a quote that he and he said that he and Kevin Adams are on the same page, right? Like Adams is dealing with the deadline. And here's a Poso saying he would leave it at that. Would Should you, should we interpret anything from that? My, my immediate knee jerk would be to say, He's he's made it clear he'd like to go somewhere and compete before he's done playing hockey. 
That would be my guess. I just took it as it's none of your business. Okay. <laughs> really, um, I, you you could be totally right, uh, but I didn't. I I don't think there was any clue with what he said. I just think he felt uh, that's uh, that's between me and Kevin. We've we've had a discussion now. Johnson hadn't had it as of uh, when we Monday. I think it would have been when I talked to him about it. He had not had a conversation with Adams yet. Because the way he put it was, you know, when the time comes, we'll have the conversation. And, you know, if if he thinks it's best for the team that I move on, uh, then that's what I'll do. Um, but um, so he, he, he. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It sounds like Kevin, well, Kevin and obviously Kevin and Oposo have had the conversation, but whatever uh, all he's going to say is they're on the same page, uh, whether you know he wants to stay and, and finish the year here, or does he want an opportunity to make the playoffs and have one last kick at the can at a Stanley Cup? Do you have an idea on like his, would his value be any different? You think Paul then... Other veteran token pieces that kind of get passed around at the deadline, like if Eric Johnson gets traded, I think are we kind of expecting like a late round pick. Like, would a Poso have any chance of being different because of I don't know, like anything? Like he's been scoring more goals this year, I know. Um, or do you think he might be similar in that you shouldn't be expecting anything in consequence? I would say anywhere from a fifth to seventh round pick for any of those guys, whether it's Gergensen, Johnson, a Poso. Um, I mean, Gergensen also is on a, a pace that would get him double-figure goals. I mean, and, you know, Poso's already there. But um, for the most part, I mean, Gergensen's did kill some penalties last game, but his penalty killing, I don't think, has been very good. I was talking to another media member about this yesterday, and uh, we both agreed. I, I, I don't think this, he's been as near as effective a penalty killer and he hasn't been doing as much of it either because of it uh, for the, for last season and this season. And I think if if you're trading for him, you know, for a playoff run or something like that, I think you need a penalty killer, uh, or, you know, the, a good mm-hmm. penalty killer. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Paul, this, this weekend, um, there's another stretch or back-to-back coming up soon too, but this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, it's their first back-to-back in over a month. So I think we'd all obviously expect at least one of those to be Lukanen. How would you set the odds for who might get that second game? Could it be, would it have to be Comrie? Could it be Lukanen back-to-back, Levi? Like how many different things do you think they could actually uh, do for who starts that other game? I was listening to Marty do do his show, uh, and he he had commented, he he basically just said, you know, well, that's pro- he he thinks Levi when they need a goaltender would be called up. I would not do that. I I would absolutely I would have told Levi that Rochester is your team right now, 
and do what you can do. Get them to the playoffs to put them on a playoff run. Uh, you know, it's your team, you know, run with it type of a thing. So uh, for definitely for me, it would be Comrie. Even if there's an injury, I still don't think I would bring him up uh, unless you really had gotten yourself back in the playoff race somehow. Um, but uh, so so I would go with uh, Lucan in the first game and Comrie in the second because the second game is Winnipeg. And Comrie, uh, you know, has played well against Winnipeg since – you know, leaving there, you know, since he was a Sabre, so he's done pretty well against them. So, and and also, I think he can monitor it too. You can look at it and uh, see how how much work did Lukanen get against Vegas? Uh, mm-hmm. Did he did he have a lot of shots? Was it a tough game, or could he play both? Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to play both back to backs this week. I think maybe he might have one of them in him. Where he could do one of them, but I, you know, you got a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, then you got one in the middle of the week too. Uh, so I don't think he could do both, especially Toronto, Customs, Nashville type of a back-to-back. So the home one, yeah, maybe maybe they would let him play both, but the the, the Toronto to Nashville one with Customs in the middle, I I I just don't see that one goaltender playing both those games. Paul Hamilton joining us, recapping last night's Sabres game. Next up, Vegas tomorrow. Any uh, intrigue there, Paul? What do you think? Well, Jack Reichel might return from his knee injury. I mean, he doesn't have the non-contact jersey on anymore. So it might might be a good possibility that he'll make his return, you know, from injury in that game. And you might remember last time he showed up in Buffalo, um, he had three goals. Did he? Did he mix in a few assists there too? Or I, I, as I'm trying to remember, but he at least had three goals. Yeah, and really, really enjoyed sticking it to the fans in their face uh, because first time he came back, he got booed uh, unmercifully and he didn't play very well. And then he went after the fans. Yeah, after the game, but uh, Eichel in the second time back he got the last laugh. Call that Eye on the Blue and Gold, brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business, so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Eye on tomorrow's game with Vegas. Thanks, Paul. No problem, guys. Take care. Joe has some uh, trivia from mm-hmm. what I understand coming up. Trivia giveaways. Sal from uh, uh, for an update on Indianapolis and the Combine. Wide receivers speak today. Defensive backs test today mystery guest, and the return of a monstrously popular segment in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. Jeremy and Joe on WGR.